Welcome to The Speech Link. I'm your host, Sharp Beauchart, and I invite you to listen and learn practical strategies from experienced experts to take your therapy to the next level. Okay, everybody. Well, before we start, we do need to do disclosures and disclosure basically regarding financial disclosure. Rachel Arnson is the owner and creator of Tucket of all the Tocket Rocket Productions, formerly known as Kids Train, and receives compensation for products sold, including her music and music sets and the We Can Talk book and the Blast Off board sound sequencing set. And also she receives an honorarium for this podcast. I personally, I do too, receive an honorarium for the speech link. And I'm a presenter for speechtherapypd.com and receive royalty payments. All of these are disclosures. And I I own Speech Dynamics Inc. Regarding non-financial disclosures, we have none. So there we have it. I would like to not to introduce, I would like to welcome everybody here to our speech link podcast, sponsored of course by speechtherapypd.com. And I'm Shar Beauchart, your speech language pathologist host. And I'm glad, so very glad that you're here for our very practical podcast. And it's called Integrate Music in Fun and Functional Ways to Enrich Speech and Language Abilities. And you are very welcome to participate. I've got my chat up. And uh, just type your question or comment into the chat, and one of us will read it, and our guest will respond. Now, here's a little bit about our guest. Rachel Arntzen, MS, CCC, SLP, has been a speech-language pathologist in the greater Minneapolis, Minnesota area since 1980. And she's worked in the hospital setting, a pediatric clinic, and in early intervention. Also, from 1991... To 2015, she provided family-centered speech and language intervention to infants and toddlers in their homes in the ASIO, did I say that right? ASIO? ASIO. ASIO, thank you, school district in Maple Grove, Minnesota. And since retiring from the schools, Rachel has focused on developing new therapy products and building her company, TalkItRocket.com. And she has also presented numerous seminars and worked in private practice with her clients. She is the creator of all the Talk It Rocket materials. And if you go to her website, talkitrocket.com, you will see her materials. And there's a lot of them. I've been scanning through today. And you'll see, including 10 critically acclaimed song and movie sets. I need to find more out about that. The We Can Talk parent training book, the Blast Off board sound sequencing set, the push-pull puzzle, and the animation station videos for speech and language learning. And her passion for music and fun is reflected in both her products and presentations, and no doubt for tonight on our podcast. And I do love learning about creative, effective ways to implement therapy. So welcome to the Speech Link, Rachel. Thank you. It's a pleasure to talk to you. This is my first podcast ever. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, well, good. This is this is the beginning of something great, no doubt for you. Another thing to do to add to your (laughs) to my (laughs) list. To your list of things. Yeah. (laughs) 
now to begin, Rachel, you know, and I thought about this and I bet a lot of us, me included, have uh-huh. thought about or maybe toyed around with using music in therapy. Uh-huh. But, you know, I look at you and your website, I have it up right here. You have done it big time. Yeah. <laughs> so my question is, when did you start incorporating music into your therapy and why? Yep. And basically, how did all of this come about? Yeah, that's a loaded question. It became my out of control hobby is what it became. <laughs> but it started 21 years ago. And it was really, you know, I've loved music my entire life. And certainly, I would sing the wheels on the bus go round and round and five little monkeys jumping on the bed, you know, the typical twinkle, twinkle, little star, all of that with young kids in preschool. But I never really thought of it as a direct speech and language tool. But I really had an aha moment. And this was probably about 22 years ago where You know, I would work with kids that were at a nonverbal level or maybe a vowel level, maybe had five vocabulary words, maybe was just at a consonant vowel level, needed verbal practice. And I would notice like when I would see kids in preschool groups or even at home and home visits that the kids were not singing. You know, so when you think of the wheels, the wheels on the bus go round and round, you know, it's a nine word sentence and my kids are at a vowel level. So, Mm -hmm. of course, they're not going to be able to sing. And music I've known is a powerful tool. I had known this for years and it's great for gestural fine motor imitation, gross motor movement, but I just didn't have songs that would help kids with verbal imitation, direct verbal output for kids. So I went on this journey to see if I could find songs that fulfilled that verbal need for practice with my students. And this was before the internet even became a big deal. And Mm -hmm. I just couldn't find anything. So because of my musical background, I decided that I'd just write my own. So I looked at each one of my students. I thought, okay, what does this kid need? Little Jacob needs final consonants because he deletes final consonants. Little Lauren needed she was just at simple sound imitation, you know, any sort of verbal output at all. Oh, you know, Noah was into puppies. I mean, so I just looked at all of the kids that I had, what their needs were and what their interests were. And from that, I just started writing songs. Hmm. So then Because birth to three or early intervention is housed under the school districts in Minnesota. So I wrote a grant to get permission to write and, you know, record, write and create a CD of songs for speech practice. And I won that grant, so I recorded this. I looked just today. It was in 2001 
I had this first CD and it was even a cassette tape, you know, it was yeah. a long time ago. Sure. And it was really popular in the school district where it worked and preschool groups were using it. People were using it in home visits, used it for home practice and all sorts of things. And then other school districts started hearing about it. And so then I thought, well, maybe I should re-record these songs and create a company. So that's where Kids Express Train came about, which was kids, you know, training kids to express themselves. So from there became my out of control hobby. So, you know, I have, this was that first set. Okay. This was the second set. And they're like two CDs. They're USB is flash drives or downloads now, but right. they were two CDs, two CDs, two CDs, yeah. <laughs> two Spanish CDs, and a one CD with some animal face posters. So that's okay. what happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So yeah. had you written, I mean, you know, had you written songs prior to that? You know, I had written songs through my church. So it was more church type songs. Sure. And, but really no kid songs. No, Mm -mm. it was really seeing the need that kids on my caseload, that I wanted to create something that they could practice and that I knew would probably be good for other kids also. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what happened. Wow. Wow. I love that. I absolutely love that. Boy, I have a million questions here. (laughs) Yeah, I really do. Because you have branched out, you know, over this 22 years. Yes. And I'm sure, you know, maybe you have revised some of the songs or added to created other products. And I know that you have the puzzle or the the one where you poke it out. I was watching that video today. Uh And so you expanded. But okay, so the ones that you showed us are really more for either very young children that are just having difficulty developing, or you have older children that just have not developed, and hopefully maybe we can give them a little kickstart. Is that is it applicable to a full range, or is it just for your earlier intervention and maybe even your preschool? Yeah, that's a good question. I've I originally wrote these songs with two and three year olds in mind. Okay. And but having said that, I also like to write songs that give practice, like it might be at a vowel level, but then it also has words in it. It also has phrases in it. So it challenges kids so you can use them in like a regular preschool group. I also have had lots of speech language pathologists that have said they use it even with early elementary age kids. Mm -hmm. I've had kids or other SLPs that say they've used it even with older students. Like, for example, my 
rock and roll with the language goal are rock and roll tunes that I got permission to rewrite the lyrics to. Mm. And those tend to be a little bit higher level and are good for even some older kids, maybe cognitively impaired kids. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's not intended for high school age or you know, right. even older elementary, it's for right. younger, younger kids. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, we're going to kind of just, I'm hoping sort of systematically go through here. So mm-hmm. we have kind of a sense you you've written a lot of songs and I know that you've yes. done some videos, but let's stay with the songs for a while. Yes. Yep. So as you write a song or I'm going to say maybe maybe even as we use the songs in our therapy, what are mm-hmm. the components? So one, what are the components of the songs? And then mm-hmm. also, how do we incorporate it? Like, yep. do you just play the whole song through and you sing it and you do the gestures or, and then you start with maybe just the first part of it or, or the first verse or something. And like, how do you ease into that? So the components of your song and then like, how do we actually apply it in our therapy? Right. That's a huge, huge, it's huge question. because there's so <laughs> many kids out there, so yes. many different levels and yes. capabilities yes. and situations. Yes. And, oh, I know, I know. So just, yep. you know, give us your top three favorites. <laughs> right, right. Well, songs can be used in a variety of ways for a variety of different reasons. So, but originally my first plan And so that's what I'll address a little bit right now when I talk about components of a song. I wrote songs originally for kids that needed verbal practice because originally the songs were just too complex for my kids. So think as I talk for the next few minutes, think of that as the component piece of this. Okay, makes sense. And my motto is... Sing a simple song that kids can simply sing. So sing a simple song that kids can simply sing. I love that. And so if a child is at a vowel level, let's say he just goes, uh, 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 you know, to communicate. Sure. Let's start with a song that is simple enough for that child to participate with their parent or with a teacher or SLP or whatever. Here's an example. I had a parent who I would give my songs as loners for that kiddo. But the dad, the next day, he was this accountant type dad, business-like, you know, just, I mean, awesome father, but very business-like. And I came into the house and he said, Ben and I learned a new song and we want to sing it to you today. And I said, Oh, that's great. You know, but Ben could only, he didn't have any words. He just had kind of an uh sound. So this dad looks at Ben and he says, okay, Ben, you start. And I'm like, wow, how can Ben even start? You know, he's nonverbal. So Ben started and he sang a simple sound that he could simply sing. And he goes, uh, 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 uh. And then dad goes, staying alive, staying alive, uh, 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 staying alive, staying alive. And it was so adorable, so interactive. 
God. So that is the, just the cutest. And the dad is just beaming. And Ben is just interactive and smiling and looking at his father. I mean, so there were so many speech therapy components that were in that simple song yeah. that he could simply sing. Yeah, so, and that's a Bee Gees song for people that don't know, Bee right? Gees song, Stay alive. alive. Yes. Yeah. It's what you're it's what the you're supposed to sing. Yeah. It's what you're supposed to sing when you're giving CPR to somebody who's in cardiac arrest. Right. But right. in Staying this particular yeah, yeah, in right. this particular oh. case, it was great. Yeah. So oh, I love so that. That's that's the first component is to really look at your kiddos. And think, okay, what does he need to practice? What does she need for stimulation? And like for all my song sets, I've created this chart that says, you know, if your kids need vowels, use these songs. If your kids needs practice with this, use this song. If your kid needs, if you want a song, theme song about animals, use these songs. So, so I've thought through quite a bit of that. Yeah. Another yeah. thing is that we typically sing too rapidly for kids. So if you're singing a song, just slow it down. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. typically sing too high or too low in pitch. So this is a boom whacker and you just, you press it. Let's see. Can you hear that pitch? Uh-huh. La la la. That's the key of D. So the itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout, which is so high for me. Yeah, that's but too that's, high for me. <laughs> oh, gosh. But that's a typical pitch for kids. And it's <sighs> a good pitch for kids. So <sighs> you don't need a harmonica or a boom whacker to figure this out. But just know, keep in your mind that... You need to keep the pitch as high as you can do. So it matches. If you want kids to imitate, try to keep it at a pitch that they can actually imitate. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's not the essential part. It's the verbal piece, but it does help kids. So that's another piece. Good. Core words. So I write, you know, I would write the puppy song for Noah and, you know, other songs, the bubbles, if a kid loves bubbles. So really ask parents, ask teachers what is interesting and also look at 50 words lists. You know, Mm -hmm. what are the typical first words for kids and start focusing on those words with songs. Mm -hmm. Another thing I love to do is chains of three. So rock and roll, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's chains of three constantly. Ba, 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 burhan. You know, their chains of three is enticing. I also think if you produce words in chains of three, it kind of gets kids ready for two word phrases. So if I say baby blowing bubbles, 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 baby blowing bubbles, up, up, up. And if all kids can just do this, or they can say, uh, 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 uh mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. it gets kids motor sequencing vowel plus vowel plus vowel, vowel consonant plus vowel consonant plus vowel consonant. So it gets kids ready for that motor sequencing. 
So that's another piece. Love it. Songs, Love when it. you're using gestural cues, you know, like the wheels on the bus go round and round. This is a difficult motor movement. And then the complexity of the, the phrase also makes it impossible for most of my students to actually produce something verbally. Mm -hmm. So something like up, up, up is much more enticing. And it's easier for kids to not only gesture, but also combine gesture with vocalization. So mm -hmm. be very aware that gestures, finger plays should be simple enough so that entices the verbal and not detracts from the verbal. There you go. Okay. When I write songs, I also include verbal imitations for kids. So I have adults and kids taking verbal turns. You can listen to song samples on all of on my website of all of my songs. So you, you know, can adapt them a little bit if you want to. You can certainly purchase my songs, of course, if you want to. But you you will hear adults saying, you know, baby, your turn. And then little kids saying, baby, bubbles, your turn, bubbles, up, 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 your turn, up, up, up. So kids and parents and kids and adults singing back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. I love props, but I don't like to use props if it, again, detracts from verbalization. Something sure. like a shaker that you can put right up to your face. Mm -hmm. that, that might encourage kids to verbalize a tube, you know, like this, that echoes the sound, like mm -hmm. a toilet paper roll, something mm -hmm. like that works great. Also, I believe in using actual objects, you know, like the puppy song. If every kid in your group had a puppy, that's what I would do. But I also include visuals. So with all of my songs, I've written or drawn visuals. This is the song request sheet. So this, or I, I actually, with the classroom of kids with autism, I think they were kindergarten age, mm -hmm. the teacher had this enlarged, and there were two nonverbal kids that wanted, one wanted the puppy song, and one wanted the monkey song, and they were having a song request sheet argument and the kid would take off the puppy picture and she would put the monkey picture <laughs> on. So anyway, song request sheets, visuals are Love so it. important. Visuals like this with the baby blowing bubbles song. Yes. Aww. Or yes. this that's more like a book size where you can print them out. You get files of my pictures, but yeah. this is also simple song sheets. So if you give, if you're doing a group session or something, you can have kids follow along or even an individual session, you can do sure. it for that. Wow. So, but wow. fi finally, when you talk about doing songs, Think about ways 
to not only just do the song, but how are you going to incorporate that into a functional routine? So mm-hmm, if you're doing mm-hmm. baby blowing bubbles, you know, how are you going to do an activity with bubbles? How could you change the song maybe to teach the child his name? So you would say, Johnny's blowing bubbles, 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 Johnny's blowing bubbles. Now who will blow? bubbles. And then Annie's blowing bubbles or Annie's popping bubbles, popping, pop, Annie's popping bubbles, pop, pop, pop. So you can change the song. You don't have to use the recorded music during therapy sessions, especially during individual therapy sessions. I found it um, that you really didn't have to do that. You could do it a cappella. I love using my song sets for parents to use in home practice. And they were huge, huge for kids' improvement um, for home practice. Mm. Now, if for those of you who are listening, you can give parents or any of your clients a coupon code called SONGS50. So S-O-N-G-S-5. Zero, And your parents can get 50% off any of my song sets and that I'll have that coupon code for forever. So cool. Cool. I love that. And it's talk it, rock it, it, it on both.com. Talk it, rock it. That's correct. Not rocket like not shooting rocket. Not but, shooting rocket. I know that's on rock. your logo, but and that's a sound, you know, yeah. similar. Yep. But talk it, rock, rock it. it. Yes. Dot com. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Love your So, website. you know, I can talk about. Well, do you have questions about that, Char? Or I can also talk about the other reasons, not just verbal output, but other reasons to use music. So. It's yes, yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Move into that because that's, I mean, the verbal is just, it makes so much sense. And so many of us, you know, can use that. And that obviously is a really fun way to engage the child and then to carry it over into home. And right. so one, one question, do you usually have the parent or would you recommend that the parent is there? in the therapy session, or maybe bring them in later and you two do the song together? Or how did you kind of handle that? Well, I did early intervention in families' homes. So Uh yeah, yeah. So yeah, they were there. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in routines based intervention and do Mm -hmm. seminars Mm -hmm. on that. So So yes, the parent was always there with me. But even when I worked in a pediatric clinic, I always had parents with me. It's just a part of who I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're working with preschool groups or preschool kids, you know, that's a different scenario. But certainly, I would want to meet the the teacher's aides, the teachers, and see how they could incorporate music during their routines of the day yes, also. Good, and a good idea. Good idea. Are you taking advantage of our new handy feature, the certificate tracker? 
Keep a record of all your CEUs, not just for any of the 750 audio and video courses here at SpeechTherapyPD.com, but from anywhere. Upload your certificates and voila, you have an organized all-in-one place record of all your CEUs. Cool. Yeah, well, and then, you know, it might be kind of fun for the parent to, you know, if they could show up once in a while, maybe once a month or something and, yeah. and watch what's going on and then send them to your website. And, uh-huh. and, and I'm not trying to make sales or whatever, but if you right. have a parent that is not able to come all the time, yeah. they could, you know, get some of the songs and yeah. do, them the, do them at home. Yeah. Or I'm wondering, would it be, you know, could we do maybe a little quick video of the therapist and the child doing it or, or is yeah. that not good? I mean, well, this, this is you know, what I've copyright yeah, I've, laws and stuff, right, you know, right. I can never give people permission to actually copy the songs, but this is what I've told people to do. Okay. Well, for sure, you get the files of songs, mm-hmm. some, the pictures, the pictures, sure. and by all means, you can print those to your heart's content, give them to all your students. And then I have encouraged um, families to video record their child with you doing the video and send that home. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, and that's, that's what great, I was talking about. That's a yeah. great way to do it anyway. Because that's a teaching want, tool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the so, kid would love to watch, you know, yeah, yeah, to watch or whatever. To watch, yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. To see themselves. Look at yep. me. I'm on the iPad. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, fun. again, to bring up Shart, you know, these are my songs. I have permission, of course, because I wrote them to talk about those songs. But that does not mean that my songs are the end all be all. I encourage people to write their own, to look for songs that fit what they need for their students. But but I've also done a lot of thinking about it, you know, whether a kid has autism, has apraxia, has a cleft palate. I mean, the whole gamut, I've pretty much thought of every scenario. So when you can use songs. And I I can talk about some of those times where if you'd like, please do. And yes, move, move us, move us along. Okay. So, You know, the verbal imitation I've talked about, but also kids who have difficulty transitioning or difficulty with attention or regulation, dysregulated kids. You know, kids really cannot learn unless they're regulated. And I have found music, especially in birth to three, of huge value for those types of situations, you know, especially kids with autism, how do you get them through a daily routine? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. for for one of my students, um, he wasn't autistic, but diaper changing time was a nightmare. So for kids, I like using songs or finger plays or whatever, because you can use gestures so you can give kids a job to do. And it's predictable. The song has a very clear beginning, middle, and end so that the kids know that when the song is done, this activity, this daily routine is also done. Mm -hmm. So I would do something like I gave this little guy this 
This was his job during diaper time. So the mom could do her business and move on. Yeah. And it was the hippo song. This is not one that I wrote. I don't know who the who the writer of it is, so I can't give credit, but it's worth teaching people. It goes like this. A hip, a hip, a hippopotamus. He climbed, he climbed, he climbed into the bus. And all the children on the bus said, you're squishing me. <laughs> That's it. And it's so ridiculous. But kids <laughs> love it. They stay attentive. They stay <laughs> regulated. So that's one I would have parents yes. you know, practice. Or <laughs> you can do to the tune the Mexican hat dance and do body parts like my eyes, 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 my nose, 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 my hair, 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 my toes, 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 and do it again. So you can do something like that also. You could also just make up a song to some familiar tune about diaper changing. You know, Jacob's holding the diaper, Jacob's holding the diaper, Jacob's holding the diaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And use that chains of three to see if you can get him to move or to, you know, verbally say something. So sure. transitions. All done, all done, all done, diapers, all done, all done, cha-cha-cha, or all done, all done, all done, playing, all done, all done, cha-cha-cha. That's one song on, yeah, that's on drills for sounds. Okay. Um, that has consonant <laughs> vowel practice as well. So that's, you know, I've written social stories for kids too, putting a social story to music. So I've written the dentist day. Oh, what's the other one? The haircut day, wash hands, where it's a social story that pulls them through that routine. Getting kids ready for a stressful situation. It's great to use music for that. So that's mm -hmm. one piece. Mm -hmm. the, a little bit in the verbal practice, I'll just add a couple things. So the vowel song, that's, you know, in my drills for sounds, just awesome for sound blending of vowel plus vowel. Then the new BMW, I would I taught this to a parent, I remember very specifically, again, another dad, and I gave him the loner of my songs. So they listened to it, but then the dad said, you know, we kind of made up our own version, you know. So it's just, I say, ba, 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 your turn, ba, ba, ba. I say, bo, 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 your turn, bo, 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 it, and so on. And so the dad made up his own, I say, you know, it might be D, 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 or whatever he wanted. He kind of knew what little his son needed for practice and he adapted it according to his needs so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. give the songs as loners but you encourage the parents to to 
go beyond that. So anyway, so I have I have songs for vowels, for consonant vowels, for final consonants, for two word phrases, for, you know, all sorts of things. Okay, so so you you sort of just went into the language piece. Yes. Then there's receptive language and expressive language. So something like verbal directions. You know, my puppy song is great for working on consonant, vowel, consonant, vowel, puppy, but it's also, if you give kids a stuffed animal puppy, it works on verbs, action verbs. So Mm -hmm. my puppy can jump and he can run and he can walk, you know, and he can talk. He says, woof, woof. So it follows helps kids receptively understand action words. Mm-hmm. So that's just one example. I have lots of action action songs, but that's just an example. Then mm-hmm. also helping kids understand questions. I have found that music can help kids with just understanding the rote task of answering a question. Like, what's that? It's a ball. What's that? It's a ball. What's that? It's a ball. Yes, it is a ball. So that's my what's that song. And what's that's repeated 36 times. And that's focused language stimulation, a technique that we all SLPs, we use all the time in our work to focus vocabulary and repeat that certain goal. Mm-hmm. Several times in a play scheme, in a book, whatever, but you can do it in songs really, really well. Mm-hmm. So okay. I have taught the kids the task of what happened, what's that, through a song, and then have them carry that skill over into the real world of answering other types of questions in particular, you know, like, what's that? So it okay. starts starts with a rote skill but it ends up being carried okay. over. Okay. So so a couple of things here and before I jump in and, and ask my question and I hope I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There is a, a good question here by Jennifer in the chat. And okay. she says, how did you handle it when a parent did not want to sing too? So if the parent was hesitant to participate. Yeah. You know, first and foremost with early intervention is always to meet the parent where they are. And okay. if if music is totally not their thing, I would I would not push it. Yeah. But then sometimes with some parents they don't want to sing, but half of my songs are not song singing songs, they are mm-hmm. spoken. I call it I call it 67-year-old Norwegian Lutheran rap music, <laughs> where it's just it's just verbal repetition. And some yeah. parents are a little bit more um, you know, better with that. Also, other kids are sometimes better. They don't want anything to do with music mm-hmm. and they prefer the spoken types of finger plays and things. So I don't push it. But usually, you know, again, my songs are not the end all be all. I would start with any parent and say, do you ever, is is music a part of your life at all? I had a family that was um, among family. 
um, from Laos. And I asked them about music and they went and got the grandpa who played an instrument. And so we had this connection about music, but I never pushed my songs on that family. Instead, I would encourage whatever they're playing or whatever they're listening to. I had a parent say, I listened to Metallica, but, you know, little Johnny couldn't sing along to Metallica. So I said, just simplify the song and do vowel sounds or whatever. So um, you just, yeah, it's sometimes it's not for every family and that's okay. It's totally sure. okay. Sure. But I also, but it's important, I think, that we tell parents music, and this is one component of why I use music is pre-literacy. I mean, let's face it, our, when we work with young, young kids, our goal is to get them ready for school, to get them ready for learning so that they can be successful in school. Mm -hmm. And part of that is pre-literacy. So I teach parents about the importance of rhyming, of using rhythm, of keeping the beat. There are studies that say keeping the beat is a important precursor to reading hmm. because it teaches syllabication, how mm -hmm. many syllables there are in words, which is part of preliteracy. Right. Yep. Alliteration, you know, how... What better way to teach kids baby blowing bubbles, 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 you know, that beginning P sounds, beginning B sounds, beginning M sounds, you know, when it's put in a song. That understanding of alliteration is also a precursor to reading. So I can usually get parents to buy into maybe music. You have to tell them why it's important. You can't just tell them how to do it or what to do, but you have to tell them why it's mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. And then they're more likely to buy into it. They Every okay. parent wants their kid to be successful in school. So that's sure. my answer okay. to that question. That's good. Yeah, that's, good. That's, a, that's a great, great that's question. Good. Excellent. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Yep. Thank you for your question, Jennifer. Want graduate-level semester credits for your SpeechTherapyPD.com courses? Well, they're available now in collaboration with the University of the Pacific. And as you know, most of our 750-plus video and audio courses are evidence-based, and all are super practical. Subscribe now. Okay, my question is, okay, we're doing the songs, and we're working on, on maybe WH, you know, maybe two-word repetitions and it's fun. And then, so would you use your song as maybe at the beginning of the session and then you come along and you do maybe a story or you do, you know, some, some activities and you're looking at pictures and whatever. And then maybe you wrap up with it at the end or, you know, cause you're not going to sing for, especially if you're in the schools, you're not going to sing for 30 minutes. No, no. <laughs> yeah. And so, Yes, I don't think you should. I mean, when I've done thousands of seminars, and I always tell people, music might be 10% of what I do in a therapy session. Okay. I might do one song. I might not do 
any songs whatsoever. But again, I do birth to three. I do early intervention. So I take parents. That's a whole nother seminar <laughs> to talk about what I do in a early intervention. Music is only a small part of that, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it is hugely important. I think it's more important to get parents set up with songs that they can do when I'm not there than it is for me to do a song during a therapy session. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I walk into a therapy session, I say, how was your week? And they'll say, oh, God, you know, eating time was just a nightmare. And I'll say, well, let's talk about mealtime then. How can we get through mealtime? Now, mm -hmm. that might be music. It might include some songs, but it might not at all. So I always go with where the parent is concerned okay. or successful or whatever before I really structure. First, we do a song, then we do this. That's not how therapy works for me in a home session. In but the home, would, okay. But it would if be you're in maybe schools? in a preschool or a school, right? Yep, whether it's individual or therapy, yeah. I would probably always do like my buy song at the end of the day. That works okay. well if the well because it repeats by 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 seventy three times in a two minute song. The word by is repeated. It's a lot it, of buys. That's a lot of buys. <laughs> and it works on two word phrases. So it's this back and forth of two word phrases. And it teaches kids to just say bye at the end of the day. So that's a great song to end with kids. The high song is a great song to begin. You know, if and mm -hmm. that's a two word phrase song as well. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then let's say if a child is apraxic, you know, I would and he's at the consonant vowel level, I would do um, the new BMW song, or I would do my horse, horsey song, or I would do, oh, I'm drawing a blank, but there's a whole, whole ton of them for that. Yeah. So it, I would maybe, and I might not do the whole song, but I would always print out the sheet for the kiddo so he could take it home. Mm -hmm. And they could practice it that way. So, did mm -hmm. I answer your question? Mm -hmm. I don't, mm -hmm. Okay, you did. You okay. did. And I'm Good. and I'm thinking because you know when I was in the schools and I had kindergarten, first grade kids, and they're talking up a storm, but you can't understand a word they're saying. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and some of them are just verbal, and and you know they just move right on through life. Right. And other kids don't want to say anything. And so I'm thinking, especially the kids that that are just shyer or that they realize that they are not communicating effectively with other people. Uh -huh. I could even see doing some of these, especially yeah. with, with the sounds that are easier that they can do, yep. you know, to get them going, yep. you know, another one, thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. I can show you one thing that I pretty consistently did with every family if they're at beginning stages of imitation. And that was these animal face posters that I created. I originally drew them like this. You know, I just yeah. made my own. And sure. then again, it becomes this out of control hobby. And, and I created <laughs> it for other people to purchase. But yeah. it goes to Dude. the tune, you know, 99 bottles of 
pop on the wall. You know, it goes to that tune. But it's, who is the puppy today? And what does the puppy say? Woof, woof, your turn. And then you go back and forth. And so sometimes with kids who aren't yet verbally imitating, they don't know what their job is. You know, I'm really a big proponent of kids need to know their right. job. I think and you're right. So yeah. this, this helps kids to know that this is Rachel's verbal turn and now it's your verbal turn. So mm-hmm. back and forth, just having this It's like a talking stick that you might need to use for people who monopolize conversations, you know. (laughs) So it goes, this is, there are 12 different pictures that I would use. But that song is really helpful for kids. And I'm not a proponent of taking a lot of, like, toys and things into a home for early intervention. But I do do it sometimes if it has a very clear purpose, and I can talk at length about that. But this, I would give parents loaners for these as well. Or you can cut them out of a paper plate, for goodness sake, you know, Mm -hmm. and give it to them, teach them that song for that kind of verbal practice. So anyway. Okay, good. So are those cutouts or whatever on your website? Can we buy those? Yep. They, what are they called? Face, they're called animal face posters. Okay. They also go with this set. It's set five. So if you bought that set, it okay. would automatically come with those posters. Okay. Okay. But you can I know pay. this sounds like a really big commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mean I'm it sorry to be. About that. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to come across that that way. I know. I don't either. Dilemma. It's always a dilemma when you are a creator of things that you know have worked for lots of people. Mm -hmm. But tooting your own horn is very difficult for me, and I'm sure you find the same thing. So, but I can't be something I'm not. I can't talk about. Stephen Gregg songs. I don't know Stephen Gregg songs, you know. So <laughs> yeah, I have to yeah. talk about these. Yeah, well, so. they're they're good. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, in the schools, we've got the paperwork thing. Yeah. And we've got goals and that kind of thing. Do you see this as your methodology? And then you have the goals of the child will be able to you know, do consonant vowel and you name them or whatever, or yep. do the yep. WH two word, whatever, fill in the blank. So the goal thing is just regular, normal, what you would normally do. Yep. Yep. And, but this is your methodology to get there, or at least one right. of the tasks, one of the activities right. to get there. Is that yes. how you handle Yes. Because you didn't probably, you were in the schools though for a little while, right? Yeah, I did when I first got there. Yeah. I worked okay. in the preschool groups and I worked with school age okay. kids. Yeah. I worked with school age kids too and did when I worked in a pediatric clinic, I did mm-hmm. that as well. You mm-hmm. know, songs are only a tool to use. And the goal, I embed like speech and language techniques I use, like repetition or exaggerating and extending the sounds to help a child with the pronunciation of it, or, you know, chains of three, or focused language stimulation, where you bombard a child with a particular word in several different types of sentences or whatever. All of those 
techniques I embed into my songs. And mm-hmm. I use, you know, play schemes and books and many other tools to achieve the goal of, you know, whatever a child's working on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, music is just one of those tools, but the goals and the techniques are embedded within the song. You just have an incredible advantage because music has a rhythmic flow. It has inflection and it has tons of repetition that you really can't, you'd have a hard time finding a way to get that much repetition in such a short time, like a Mm -hmm. two or three minute span. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't used songs in a creative way to achieve goals, I I challenge everyone to look into doing Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. And I've done it, you know, my own little humble way of using songs. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And yeah. I really enjoyed it. And I think the kids did too. Yep. For I sure. did it a lot with my kids with Down syndrome. Oh, for and, sure. You know, for airflow and for imitation and yes, yes and for final consonants. And yes. because you sustain the vowel and then you just come out with exactly. a burst of that final consonant and everybody yep. laughs and oh, yep. let's do it again. Right. And, and it's just, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I used it. Yeah. Like my song, Put the Sound on the End. Yeah. I extend the vowel to get the kids ready okay. for the final consonant. And then it puts it, you know, puts it on. Yeah. So the technique is already in the songs. So, you know, people have asked me, is yours a evidence-based practice, you know, research studied program? Mm-hmm. And it's not a program. <laughs> it is a tool. And that the evidence-based practice techniques are embedded within right. song. So I can't study this as, yes, you should use the Talk It Rocket program. You know, that's yeah. just not, yeah. how it, not how it works. So, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And yeah. I, I fully understand that. And, yeah. you know, I could envision... You know, working with a really smart, you know, sometimes you get those really smart kindergarten, first grade kids. Uh And well, I worked with a lot of really smart, like fourth grade, fifth grade kids. And Uh I did readers theater with them Yep, and, and so on. And we would make up stuff along the way. And we, you know, we would add different vocabulary words or whatever, different dialogue and, you know, within that readers theater. Uh-huh. But I could see using this same type of thing with my really smart kindergarten, first grade uh-huh. kids that are just having great difficulties developing that speech component and having them kind of making up their own, their songs, own songs, you know, and I would think Absolutely. that because they make them up, they are like over the moon and they're going to practice them even more. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's exactly how you should use music. You know, even with junior high kids, if you're working on, you know, high level stuff, if if kids in a two minute song, can you get the point across mm-hmm. uh, that you're trying to do? But but mm-hmm. anyway, but to 
add on to what you're saying about little, little kids writing their own. I put instrumental tracks on like four instrumental tracks on these. Like, so my, the new BMW, I say, ba, ba, ba. So there's lots of rhythm with that. Mm -hmm. Kids can write their own. Mm -hmm. Or my Let's Eat song or my High song. Those instrumental tracks are included in my song sets for kids to write their own. Good idea. Girl, you have, you covered all the bases. Oh, (laughs) well, yeah. Great. Yes. I mean, as best I can. Yes. Well, I'm not a great job. I'm not a great musician by any means. And I yeah, I've I did some of the singing on and speaking on these song sets, but now I can't sing anything. You know, I talked to you about my voice has gotten quite shaky. It's actually pretty good today. So it that's is good. good. It is good. You're that, doing well. I, You're doing I feel well. Good. I feel yeah. good. That's good. That's good. Well, you sound good. Well, yeah. I I'm you know, I'm just so thrilled that you have put all of this together. I wish that I had known about this a few years ago. I would uh-huh. have just jumped on it big time. I yep. really, really would. You know, we're kind of coming to the end. Yes, here. I see that. And you know what? Do we have any other? Looks like we do. Let's see here. Okay. Oh, she says, you are giving us ideas that we can adapt and or resources we can buy. Thank you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I I mentioned to you that I might ask you a life question. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And let me just, you know, give you the life question and then, you know, we'll wrap up and I've got, you know, some stuff to say here at the end. But I'm anxious to ask you this, to Uh to hear your answer. And all I can give you is maybe two minutes. Oh, okay, boy. but I think you can probably squeeze that in. Yep. Okay. I think so. <laughs> Here's a question. What do you wish you had known when you were just starting out as an SLP? Okay. Well, first, start a 401k and don't <laughs> stop. <laughs> do it now. So you when you're 67, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But anyway, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. No, that okay. is good advice, actually. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, I wish because, somebody had told me yeah, that. Yeah, you, you think okay. back then, oh, there is always time. Yeah, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. isn't. <laughs> Write things down. If you would have told me that I had recorded nine CD sets, written four books, created a blast off board program, I would have thought you were nuts. But it all became there was my students had a need and I figured out how to solve the problem. So and I would after every home visit, I would write things down. I'm a data queen, even taking data. I've got ditching the plus and minus. I have kind of my, a scoring system that I've used. Yeah. I'm just big time on data. I would leave a kid's house. If the kid needed a song about puppies, I'd write a song about puppies. I'm writing it down as I'm going to my next home visit. So write things down and share them with people for sure. Yeah. Write it down or 
talk into your phone. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Keep yes. notes on your phone. Yeah. And figuring out a system. I mean, I had a high caseload. I had tons of paperwork. Paperwork just is awful. So I it's figured out a system and this actually could be another podcast. I figured out seven skills that kids need to learn. They need to be watchful, intentional, noisy, turn, take, imitate, respond, initiate. So every kid, regardless of their skill, I would look at that kid and I could, after evaluations, I mean, standardized tests are one thing, but really to figure out how am I going to help this kid and help the parent know what the goals are and how mm-hmm. we can reach those goals. So figure out, I mean, you can use my system also. You can even go to my website, sign up for my newsletter, and that will give you my We Can Talk techniques, which is kind of a spin-off of these skills that I had mentioned. Figure out a system. Mnemonic devices work for me. So, you know, I always have these acronyms that I work with when I'm working with kids and families and figure out your own system to make life easier in terms of paperwork, data collection, and really still being able to engage with parents and engage with kids while taking data. You know, it's complicated. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wish I could talk longer on that, Char, but. Well, you know what? We do have someone here in the chat that says, please provide a data course. So hello, (laughs) we'll have to, (laughs) we'll have, yeah, there's another one too, you know, do your, you know, your podcast on, on your data collection system. We'll We'll have to. Yeah, talk that, about that and schedule that for you. That okay. Would, that probably wouldn't be an hour long, but it could be a part of how I, yeah, okay. how I sequentially looked at okay. all. I'm of sure you have students. enough to fill. Yeah, you've got a yeah. bunch of other ideas too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and there's other things here that I'd like to read to you. It says okay. thank you for the info informative handout as well. Oh, and I know welcome. that this is going to be on apps. And that people are going to be listening to this on audio only. So why don't you give us your, or give them, give all of us, your email address, if you don't mind. And then maybe you could send them the handout. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. What's your email? Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, at talkitrockit.com. That's T-A-L-K, talkitrockit.com. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And you can also call me directly on the phone, 612-834-9001. That's fine too. So that's so nice of you. Thank you for being accessible, accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you have some other thank yous there. So yeah. Yeah. Look at that chat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's great. Thank you, Rachel, for digging deep into your own therapy experiences and then pulling out all of this information and putting it down and recording it for us. You're welcome. All your ideas and your information. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. It was fun and it wasn't. It wasn't scary. Good. No, no, because you're talking to friends. Yes, it yeah. was great. Yes, Thank exactly. you. Thanks, Thank everyone. You. Thank Bye-bye. You. Okay. Well, no, you're not leaving yet, girl. Oh, I'm Hold not on. Leaving. Okay. Yeah. You just kind of have to, you know, sit there through this. <laughs> if you don't Got mind. It. No, In closing, no problem. 
I do want to thank all of you for being here and for tuning in and for continuing to get the word out about the SpeechLink podcast, where you learn definitely, as you did today, practical things that you can use while you earn CEUs. And in a very few days, you'll be able to access this course through speechtherapypd.com and watch it again if you want to, or as many times as you want. And also, if you so desire, you'll be able to access the audio-only version on most of the popular podcast apps like Apple Podcast and Spotify and Podbean. And in regards to that, I really appreciate your supportive comments and your good reviews. Thank you so much. And also, if you are planning ahead, next month's speech link will also be very practical. And it's going to be given by Susan Appleman, M-A-C-C-C-S-L-P.com. And she will share with us how she successfully integrates her myofunctional techniques into her speech therapy techniques. Love it. So mark your calendar and tune in Thursday, February 23rd at 7 o'clock again, Eastern Time. And that's going to be a really good discussion. Thank you again, Rachel. And thank you to all of you. I hope you know how much you are appreciated. Thank you for all you yeah. do for your therapy kids. And we'll yep. see you next time. For sure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm thrilled you tuned into the speech link. I hope it was helpful. Just leave a quick review and subscribe to be a part of a select group that receives every episode. For CEUs, go to speechtherapypd.com. And for everything else, visit charboshart.com. There's free materials, articles, books, and my blog, Therapy Matters. Thank you for all you do. See you next time. Thank you for joining us for today's course. To complete the course, you must log into your account and complete the quiz and the survey. If you have indicated that you are part of the ASHA registry and entered both your ASHA number and a complete mailing address in your account profile prior to course completion, we will submit earned CEUs to ASHA. Please allow one to two months from the completion date for your CEUs to reflect on your ASHA transcript. Please note that if this information is missing, we cannot submit to ASHA on your behalf. Thanks again for joining us. We hope to see you next time.